Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is May the 22nd, and our chapter for today is Job 38. What a series of challenges God gives to Job. You see, Job has been talking when he should have been listening again. I know he's been hurt. I know he's lost everything. I know that he has been broken. But the reality is that God had to show Job that he was not as smart and as wise as he thought he was. Now, you and I both know we have seen men and women who begin to think that they're smarter than God. And they begin to say, well, I know what the Bible says, but I believe this. I know what God says, but I believe this. In other words, it doesn't matter what God says, I believe this, because we become the arbiter of our destiny. We become the arbiter of what is right and wrong. This is the way of secularism. This is the way of ungodliness. And this kind of fall is given in great detail in the New Testament book of Romans, chapter 1, beginning at verses 18 and to the end of the chapter, really to the end of chapter 3, where Paul sets out the case that there is moral darkness before there is intellectual darkness. That's right. We grieve and cry over the state of our universities because most universities have become just indoctrination centers for ungodliness and for the left socially and morally and every other way. And this is why I have said to young people and to parents, please don't send your children to the universities. And you've got to watch what university, even if it bears the name of Christian university, to make sure that they have an integrated worldview in all that they do that is based around the Bible. That's right, a biblical worldview that has their perspective and the way they look at life and approach learning from the lens of the Bible, that the Bible is the final authority in everything. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because Job came up against this. Not that Job was thinking that way, but the result was the same. Anytime that we are broken, anytime that we are suffering, Sometimes we fight, not any time, but sometimes we fight against, I don't deserve this. I deserve better. I'm better than this. Why is God punishing me? Well, let me tell you, any time that God does anything, he does all things well. And we can all know that. And that's not just theory. There's been times in my life and many of your lives when we know that save the grace of God, things could be worse. God has spared us and had mercy on us over and over again. And Job was about to get a lesson. And it starts out in chapter 38, just going through a couple of chapters, asking Job a series of questions when Job said, listen, as for the Almighty, we cannot find him. He is excellent in power, in judgment and abundant justice. He does not oppress, therefore men fear him. He shows no partiality to any who are wise of heart. 
He goes through all of this, like I just read at the end of verse 37, because he begins to question God and begins to justify his own position to some degree, and God begins to ask a series of questions. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel? By words without knowledge. (laughs) I've done that many times. Now prepare yourself like a man. I'll question you and you shall answer me. Oh my. And it begins to get very deep quickly. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Many of these, of course, if we were asked, we would feel as low as Job did. Tell me if you have understanding who determined its measurements. Surely you know, or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? Now, when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy, in other words, when the world and everything, the universe was created, Job, tell me about that. Of course, you know all about it. Yes, you say, well, that sounds sarcastic. Well, God can do anything he wants to, but what he's trying to do is help Job to understand that Job needs to not feel more enabled than what he is and wiser than what he is. Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and a thick darkness its swaddling band. When I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors. When I said, this is how far you may come, but no farther. And here your proud ways must stop. In other words, God says, I'm the one that made the universe. I'm the one that made that great ocean. I'm the one that set the limits. I'm the one that says how far the tide comes, how high it comes, how deep it is. I did all of that. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? It takes on form like clay under a seal and stands out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld and the upraised arm is broken. Have you entered into the springs, that is, the depths of the sea, or have you walked in the search of those depths? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the doors of the shadow of death? Have you comprehended the breath of the earth? Tell me if you know all of this. Oh, my. It's embarrassing just to read this because God is making a case that no one is God but him and that none of us know all there is to know, only God does, and that our brains are less than peanuts, less than a millimeter in size of a pea. There's not even a measurement that is so small that we could measure who we are in comparison to God, our knowledge in comparison to him, and that's the wisest and smartest and brightest among us. That's Mensa, that's above Mensa, that's anyone that you think is smart and that has done well in books. And by the way, we need to redefine smart. Someone who is good in writing papers and they're smart technically or they're smart in books, that doesn't mean that they 
are wise. That doesn't mean that they're even smart in the practical things of life. I know men with two PhDs that couldn't even check the oil in their car. You see, there's a lot more to education than just schooling and degrees. Some of the wisest men I have ever known didn't even finish school. They didn't finish high school and didn't finish grade school. I have talked with old men that have more wisdom than all of my professors put together. And they were wise in every sense of the word, but they didn't have diplomas. They didn't have graduate degrees. They didn't have any kind of formal schooling. And sometimes we just get full of ourselves. And as one man said years ago, and I've used it many times, they could strut sitting down. And so we just need to come to grips with what Job had to come to grips with. And I don't think Job meant anything except that he began to feel that he knew more than what he did. And so God even says in verse 22 about nature, have you entered the treasury of snow or have you seen the treasury of hail, which I reserve for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war? By what way is light diffused or the east wind scattered over the earth? Who has divided a channel for the overflowing water or a path for the thunderbolt, to cause it to rain on a land where there is no one, a wilderness in which there is no man, to satisfy the desolate waste and to cause to spring forward the growth of the tender grass. Has the rain a father or who has begotten the drops of dew? He said, Job, you cannot even understand just the common things of life, ice, uh, frost, hail, snow, wind, rain, lightning. Tell me all about that. Now, meteorology today has studied this. We studied those phenomena and we observe what's done, but we cannot do those things. We cannot create those things. We cannot even explain why this happens one place and doesn't happen another why the atmosphere reacts as it does, why these things, we can observe it. Just like we can observe a lot of things, but we don't necessarily know what sets everything in motion to begin with. You see, all of the design in nature tells us there had to be a designer, someone who put it together. Why, if you look at the human eye, if you look at the human brain, if you look at any part of a man, just think of the brain, how complicated it is, the eye, how complicated it is, just the tongue and the digestive system, how complicated these things are. If you look at any part of the human body, you look at nature around, for all of this just to fit together and just do that by evolving, no wonder that they say there has to be billions of years. That way no one can rightfully measure it. But the reality is a man who says there is no designer, there is no God, there is not a supreme being, there is not one that made us and created us in his image is a fool. A man is a fool to say there is no God. That is said over and over again in the scriptures. And Job had to come to grips with this. Now, he trusted God. He believed in God. He was faithful to God. But the Bible says in every area of life that God questioned Job, Job had no answer. And he didn't even get to speak because once God begins to speak, you listen. 
And he begins to talk about the animal kingdom because he wanted Job to see that not only does he not understand the great miracles of nature, but he doesn't understand the animal life that's around him and how God created them and all that they do in secret that no man sees. And all of that he gets into in the latter verses of chapter 38. And then in chapter 39, he goes even deeper to talk about all of the animals and that which crawls on the ground and every aspect of birds and wildlife. And we will get into that in the next podcast. But I want you to understand that God is going somewhere with this. The reason that God is putting Job on the spot is because Job began to deal with his own frailty and he began to reason and he sounded pretty good when he went up against his friends, but when he went up against God, it was a totally different story. And God had to teach Job some valuable lessons before he could trust him with the great reward that he was going to give him. So tomorrow in the podcast, we'll go into chapter 39. And then in chapter 40, God shifts gears on us and he helps us to understand really his plan for Job And all the way through the end of the book to chapter 42, we're going to see the great grandeur and magnificence and the mercy and goodness and graciousness and generosity of Almighty God. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.